The goal of the Salumas podcast is simple. Take a candid, objective, and often comedic approach to the human condition. In keeping with this, the use of expletives, crude humor, and references to harsh realities are commonplace. If you find any of this to be offensive, please throw your listening device in the trash. If not, enjoy the show. We are back for another episode of the Silumus Podcast. This is Kalu. And this is Chris. That was really slow when you said that. It was almost like, and this is Chris. I've had a busy weekend, pimp. I know what you were doing. I know. I was reading <laughs> hymnals. <laughs> Praising the Lord. <laughs> oh, oh spe- yeah. speaking in tongues. Glossolalia, pimp. <laughs> Is that what they do? You speak in tongues to them? Yeah. Um, all right, that's too much. I want to edit that out. <laughs> no. But no, no I mean, I'm just not going to. No, that's what you do. It yeah, you, you do speak in tongues. Yeah. Oh, God. Snake handling. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Fuck. <laughs> Can you just quit? Fuck, man. Anyway. <laughs> no, shut up. Shut up. I see your, like, I literally see you coming up to the mic. Shut the fuck up. You're done. You're cut off. 30 seconds, you're cut off. Oh, okay, Marie. Okay, so the title of this episode, uh, I want to call it A Certain Shade of Green. And I'm calling it that because I have been on an incubus kick lately. And so I was listening to that song that they have called A Certain Shade of Green. And it really started to make me think of, um, of why a lot of us kind of wait. So the premise behind that song sort of is like putting picturing yourself at like a stop sign or a stoplight and the light turns green. Naturally, what everyone's supposed to do is go. But what happens is that many of us don't go. We don't stop or we don't go when we get that sign. And so it's kind of like, what are you waiting for? Are you waiting for like a certain shade of green to go? Or are you waiting for some other thing to tell you, hey, you've got to go? And uh, so I think that a lot of us kind of go through moments like that. I think it, it it becomes more prevalent as you get older, is you you sort of have this battle between like comfort and accomplishment or something like that. Comfort and something else where it's like, yeah, you can just you can survive and be okay and in yeah. neutral. Well, and that's and that's really the the notion that we're, we talk about like physiological growth mm-hmm. and psychological growth, which are two sides of the same yes, coin yes. or whatever, and then homeostasis. Mm-hmm. So all of these biological concepts are really working in conjunction with each other to put you in a position where it's real easy to, to stagnate and get stifled. Yes. It's, it, yes. it's natural to feel that way. Mm-hmm. So when a lot of times if, if people do feel uninspired or they feel like they're stalled and don't, they're not pulling the trigger or going at that green light, it's, they don't need to feel like they're broken because that yeah. is a very natural human thing. Yeah. But you do have to push past that. Yeah. It is your yeah. responsibility to p- transcend that shit. Yeah, one thing that you that you just said that really stood out is feeling like they're broken. And I think that that gets a lot of people because one of the first things that people do, and me especially, is if I'm struggling about something or about a choice that I need to make, a lot of times I'll go listen to a podcast or I'll go read a book and it's like someone telling me, like gassing me up to go and do some shit. But what happens is that when you take in too much of that content, you start to feel like maybe I'm not good enough. You know what I mean? Maybe you need, yeah. you start to feel like you need someone to tell you, it's like, like, oh, you can go and it's do It's like this. getting on WebMD and looking up symptoms oh, and you're like, well, I'm dead. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm starting coughing right now. Oh, yeah. man, fucking leukemia. Here we go. Yeah, <laughs> you know it, that's exactly what it's yeah. like. The more that you dig into that shit, the more that you start isolating these contrived inadequacies. Yes. You know, and it makes me also think of just the episode. It was way early on. I think it was like 998 Hero. Uh, not Hero. It was the, the hero's journey, the one that where we had Andrew on there, and we were talking about just you know the, that call to action kind of you know mm-hmm. you, you we are waiting on that call, and a lot of times we or sometimes we do answer the call to action, but most times we just don't answer it, and then there's some kind of suffering that goes through. Yeah, the the regret, the yes, and to to make it very like cliche, cinematic, narrative kind of shit, but they. It's better to make mistakes or missteps or divert from 
where we thought our path was going to go than to have regret later on. Yeah. Like, and that's a common theme throughout mm-hmm. literature. Um, and I guess even self-help, I, I'm not, I'm not as savvy when it comes to like motivational stuff as you are, but I would imagine that that's a common theme that at least do something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I want to read some of the, uh, the lyrics for, for this song, right? It says, I'll start crying. You won't. It's not, bitch, it's not sad. It's Look, incubus. I'm already crying. Oh my God. So it says, <laughs> bitch, uh, it's not sad. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's like, Chris, stop tearing up. It says, a certain shade of green. Tell me, is that what you see? All signs uh, around say move ahead. Uh, could someone please explain to me your ever present lack of speed? Uh, are your muscles bound by ropes or do crutches cloud your day? Uh, my sources say the road is clear and street lights point the way. And so I think that something like that is really, it's really, really cool to, to read or to hear or even to sing if you're down with that shit. But uh, <laughs> there are all the signs that are kind of out there, kind of like pointing you in, in, in that direction, yet we still just sort of don't do it. You know, well, and and again, it, people put such an emphasis on free will, and I think I've made it abundantly clear where I stand on the idea of pure mm-hmm. free will. But you know, in the same breath, as much as I harp on the idea of people playing along with this idea that their life it coincides with some sort of narrative, mm. that in and of itself, without people realizing it, that removes any notion of what we could even construe as free will Mm. that strips you of your own personal utility. The more that you play into the idea that your life is following along some kind of narrative, like, Oh, of course this is what's going to happen. Or that's what always happens to me. Seems like a cop out. It is a fucking cop out. And and it's not, it's not to disparage the people that are in ruts and and some very successful people even still joust with this kind Mm. of thing. But the, the, a fundamental thing I feel like to understand is to bow out of that narrative shit and you do gain a little bit more of what we could objectively, as objectively as possible, consider free will. Yeah. If you're playing along with that narrative bullshit, then you how could you have any utility over yeah, your own true. life? And I think another a point of emphasis that people like to... Another thing that people like to put emphasis on, sorry, is, is perfect. The perfect moment. Oh yeah, the perfect time. That romanticizing yeah. fucking everything. Yeah, it, 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 there's no such thing as that. Oh my god, it's yeah. a sign. <laughs> and maybe maybe that's why a lot of people fail so much at stuff is because they have this grand idea in their head that shit is supposed to be perfect. That the timing for things is supposed to be perfect. And you know, I I talk about like, um, like some of my friends who are like having kids. Right, they are saying like. Oh, we're not we're not ready for it or something like that. And here we are pregnant, you know, we're people are planning for that kind of stuff or planning to get married or planning for all this. There is never a good time. There's just never a good time. Cause I, I sit there and think about like oh, that makes my stomach sorry, hurt. Yeah, but I, I sit there and think about like I turned out okay. We grew up poor as fuck. You know what I'm saying? By any sort of standard, my my parents shouldn't have had three kids while dad was in college. You know what I mean? Right. And, and you know that we were all obviously super super poor and all this other kind of stuff but we all still made it okay. So to say that there's supposed to be like this perfect time if you're just sitting there chasing that perfection, you're always going to you're always going to wind up being like in a bad situation or, or being depressed or being or not feeling good enough or inadequate. That's a term. You're always going to feel inadequate because there's always going to be some shit that's going to pop up every single time. Well, and you think back, it's not like when you look back on your childhood and you re- <clears throat> you recognize that you didn't have an enormous amount, but you had what you needed. Yeah. And you had actually more than what you needed. You had things that other kids didn't have, mm-hmm. like parents that were very invested in sure. your intellectual development yeah. and things like that. So you look back, even in those simpler times, you look back on them with fondness a, yeah. a, a lot of times. I mean, yeah. and, and and I I do the same fucking thing. Like, mm-hmm. it's it, it's contextually bound, and and we talk about how, you know, you and I hypothetically, we turned out okay. I'm sure that there there's a your bitch ass did, and you're like five foot three. So. <laughs> 
You but speak. I turned out okay because I'm six foot five master race. I don't know what the fuck about you, bro. Close poor knees. I swear to God, I worry Shut about him. I worry about him every night. I toss and turn. You know, I pray every night. I'm for like, your if his meniscus goes, you're an asshole. Man. You had to put that on air, didn't you? Here I am talking master race. Oh, like, yeah. I, I already decided I'll go kamikaze. If I have to fight Kalu, I'm like, Kalu, you better catch me coming in because I'm a headbutt you right in the fucking knee. <laughs> anyway, continue with what you were saying. Um, But, you know, I, I, I guess the point I'm trying to get at is um, we were talking, or I was talking about how people romanticize yeah. things. Um, and... And look at things in terms of perfection. But you just now made a point of saying that you came from humble upbringings. Those two things don't fucking coincide. Perfection yeah. isn't going to yield anything. Yep. True. It, 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 there's nothing. Like, perfection, if you really think about it, is nothingness. It's bland. Yep. It's it's devoid. Mm-hmm. It's it's really the um, it's the struggle... And really, and this is where I was trying to go, is you look back on those memories that you had with fondness. Like, you can you can probably picture particular Saturday morning that you had. I mean, yeah, just little snippets yeah, of things. Yeah, absolutely. It's about, and, and we've said it before, it's about enjoying the flowers along the way. Yes. As opposed to this ultimate destination because that motherfucker never comes. Yep, it's true. You know, one of the episodes that we had done way back in the past was on the the minimum requirements, right? And uh, I maybe it was a sausage-making session, but either way, I think in my head that perfection for me comes from simply meeting the minimum requirements. Like, what are the things that I sort of need to to just to get by, right? And as long as I have some of those things then I largely can jump into a lot of situations or take risks or take chances or anything like that because I know that these four or five little check boxes are fine. And mine are really, really minimal. You know what I'm saying? And I think that the, this whole, because perfection is romanticized, because this awesome lifestyle, awesome whatever is, is so glamorized so much that we feel like a shitload of check boxes have to be set in place for us to go forward. And I think that's one thing that keeps a lot of people in neutral. Oh, it it, it permeates every aspect. It, even people that are quote unquote woke, and I know you're not you don't like that term. Can't stand them. You can't fucking stand them woke folks. <laughs> but um even people that are woke, mm-hmm. so to speak, have a really hard time recognizing um the position that they're in, mm. in, in general, they have a really difficult time separating themselves from, or actually, they have a really easy time separating themselves from the the fact that you know our our mundane ass day to day, and our problems that are associated with that mundane ass day to day are absolutely fucking nothing by comparison to fighting for your life or mm-hmm. fleeing. Um, genocide or um, famine, disease, sure, sure. whatever, whatever kind of massive issue that that we don't generally have to contend with in mm-hmm. Middle America. Um, in the absence of those issues, we create issues. Oh, and yeah. then that's that's a big thing. In and, the absence and of that, issues, we and that things. and that goes along with the romanticizing. Yes. We romanticize that as well, and and it goes back to the Greeks, the comedies and tragedies, mm-hmm. and I think that's very indicative <clears throat> of human nature to romanticize the our our oh our shortcomings and our downfalls. Yes. Like so, let me let me bring something let me bring something in so. Before we started this episode, you and I were talking about what things happen when you get stuck in neutral, right? When you when you fail to sort of move forward and make a make a call, make a choice. Uh, one thing that we both said is that you become annoying as fuck. You know, if you're one of those people that fail to sort of take that action and take that risk or take that step, it becomes really easy for you to go talk to other people about shit they're not doing right. Right. So it's a lot of people that I see that are stuck in neutral. And I've been this way before. 
is, is you know, and I'm read. I'll read this from one of these, uh, this article here because it's it's funny when I'm when I'm looking for something, I'll just find it like really easily. You know what I'm saying? So this article popped up, and it was just the same shit that we were talking about. So one of the things that it says that yeah, you do become annoying. It says. Um, if you you'll go around telling people if they ate healthier they'll be happier. You tell them that they should go to the gym, read more, watch more profound content instead of Netflix. You begin to see others' flaws and not your own, and you become extremely annoying. If you want to change others, you've got to lead by example. And so that's that's something that really really sticks in my head. Like how many times have I gone and told people like, oh, it's because you're not doing this, it's because you're not doing this. But deep down, it's like fuck, I can't even do that for myself. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, and, and one of the things that, that you said is in the, we create issues in the absence of them. Right. And when you sort of avoid your own issues or avoid your own inadequacies, then it makes it very easy to point out other people's because you feel like you can fix them. It's much easier to sort of fix other people, provide commentary on other people's shit than it is to fix your own. Oh yeah. And and again, it comes back to the the homeostasis thing, man. You end up... In the absence of issues, you end up chasing windmills. Mm. It, it, that's fundamentally what ends up happening. And really, the only thing that you can do is acknowledge how trivial that may potentially be. See if you can reallocate that energy to something that you want to do. Yeah. Something you know. And and I know that that sounds very just kind of on the nose as well. Something that you want to do. I mean, really sit down and take inventory of what your priorities are as far as time. Yeah. I mean, we get, well, I get about seven hours of sleep a night. You sleep like two and a half or some shit. (laughs) Maybe four. (laughs) Yeah. You sleep like, and so with the remaining part of your day, we work another eight to 10, depending on what's going on. Um, And then we've got to do extraneous shit beyond that. But within that, within that little, time frame we've we've got some spare change Mm. and to go back to the theory on how we're kind of wasting time by sitting around waiting for things to fucking happen instead of making things happen when it's really just one extra step it's us initiating yeah that's all that's truly all that it is it's that fucking simple we we do and and it's a it's an easy thing to just get home and sit down and just wait for some shit to happen. Mm-hmm. You're sitting at that fucking light and it's turned green. What? It, it may take somebody honking the fucking horn, but yeah. there might not be nobody there to the, honk the horn. Those are the worst times is when yeah. there's no one behind you to honk And there the you horn. go. Like In a lot of interpersonal relationships, I feel like that there is kind of, there may be a driving force there. Or may hopefully a reciprocity whereby people yeah. are challenging each other to do things. But yes. But yeah, that can be that person behind you, you know, tooting a horn to get you and, to go. And let me tell you this, you know, I like to, in my spare time, I like to watch like uh, road rage videos and stuff like that on, on YouTube. Of course you fucking do. Because I like to make sure that my life is better than every other person. So, so you watch just... a lot of shit that goes on in Russia? Oh God, yes. Yeah, yeah but everybody's I, got dash cams. They got cams. those dash cams. So I was watching one, I think it was in like Miami or something like that. And the light turned green. And the dude was obviously sitting at the light way longer than they need to. But someone behind him honked. This dude got out of the car with a gun drawn because he was pissed about that. And so to sort of make a connection to how we are now, when you're in inter- interpersonal relationships with other people and you see someone at the stoplight just it's and it's sitting there and it's green, it's like, go. But if you if you honk that horn... Sometimes we get we can be scared. Sometimes a giant monster. Sometimes get a out, giant monster will come get out it with a gun, gun. <laughs> and be like, "Hey, I was about to go." But no, for real, you can you don't you don't want that conflict, so you just kind of sit there and you're just pissed. Yeah, the and, entire time. and that's an excellent point. Is who who you should interpret? Oh fuck! I was sitting at this light, not paying attention. This yeah. person behind me just—they didn't mean anything by it. It's yeah. just—it's time to fucking go. A lot of times, it elicits this "Well, how fucking dare you?" Exactly. kind of response. Exactly, and, and that's with people that you love and love mm-hmm. you. They might genuinely be concerned or try and motivate you and give you a little kick in the ass, and you take it as "Well, you're always on me about everything." Yeah, you know what? At least they care. Yeah. That's, I mean, truthfully, that's, that's what it is, is like, look up for, at least for me, like I 100% care because I've seen too many people in my life just stuck in neutral, you know? And 
now that now that I have been able to sort of get myself out of that, and, and many times before, right? Because I've been able to get myself out of situations. I don't want to see other people like suffer like that. But I also need to understand that I'm not driving their car. Yeah. And that's something that's something that I think everyone needs to sort of joust with is be like, look, yes, you want to push someone and say you want to honk the horn and say, go, the light's green. But you but, don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, man, this motherfucker, you got to pop a clutch a certain way. And yeah, shit. it might yeah, be one of yeah. those things, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they may have to give a little extra gas. Maybe the car stalled or something yeah, like that. It's you flooded, know? man. Because I've also seen when a car is stopped at a green light, and everyone's sitting there honking their horns, but if you, like, get out of the car and step out, their fucking car's broken down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's something genuinely wrong with their car. Or their sugar's low. And or, they, just, or their sugar's low. They're just like, man, I just, <laughs> I need a Snickers right now. <laughs> oh, so so if you just bring me a Coca-Cola, we'd be <laughs> yeah. like... Let me get a Dr. Pepper. <laughs> it's like, no problem, bro. But uh, it's it's things like that that I think that we, we fail to notice. We get sometimes, I know, I'm super guilty of this, is, is getting so caught up in, like, the just go, do it the action that I forget that there's other steps that sort of need to take place before you can even get there. It's well, not it, as easy as just pressing the gas. And, and then I am the imminent, like, let me completely shit on and pick every little aspect of something apart. Really? So, yeah. So I try and meet you in the middle on things and I'm like, no, let's just pull the motherfucking trigger and do yeah. the shit. And then I think you try to meet me in the middle a lot of times and mm-hmm. are like, okay, let's analyze this yeah and yeah. and that's really all a lot of times people want is communication mm-hmm. just knowing that they're heard and somebody's making an attempt to understand where they're coming from yeah i struggle with with making that attempt and then also taking action when i shouldn't you know because i'm naturally just a fixer if i see a solution i'll just be like oh, i'll just fix it and it's no it's no like slant or it's no offense to that person it's just like hey i'll just make it easier and i'll just do this thing for you and it's good and it's done right but truthfully and going back to what i said it's like i'm not the driver of your car you've got to be the person to go and do that because i think for a lot of people if you go through and you start making choices for other people short term they may be like cool thanks but long term they may be like well this choice wasn't even mine i just got pushed into this do you see what i'm saying yeah. And so that's uh that's really it and to to relate it to traffic, right? You someone is stopped at the stop or at the stoplight and it's green and and you sort of start pushing their car out, right? You start pushing their car out and then there's some other person on oncoming traffic that runs a red light and they've crashed into them. Do you see what I mean? Like yeah. you could have avoided a fucking car wreck if you would just let the person go when they wanted. Right. Now it's a tricky, you know, tricky uh, situation but it's something that i certainly struggle with well and and something else to go along with that is you know it's human nature and and actually i think it's it is essentially the driving force behind all of human ingenuity is pattern recognition Mm. people can say it's the large brain and all that i think that the large brain developed in response to pattern recognition being the pivotal device for our survival Mm -hmm. you know that's our ace in the hole yeah pattern fucking recognition and it allows us shortcuts on things and it allows us to quickly make decisions that are life and death Mm. based upon those patterns and assessments so whenever we have we live in a domesticated ass environment we're not out on the savannah anymore um and we got motherfuckers coming at us genuinely concerned about us and, and wanting us to to go and do yeah. and experience and do better and improve. Mm-hmm. We don't treat it or don't treat them as individuals and for their merit of what they have to say as individuals, we treat them as part of a larger pattern. Mm. That we are recognizing in our life and assigning to that fucking narrative that yeah. we and, we, and judging, we cling to, and also judging by how you've been brought up or how you've lived or anything, you might see that pattern as a threatful one. 
Hell yeah. You might see that one as a negative one. So that Absolutely. if anyone and that, is trying to give you advice, dog, it's it, like you're trying to run my life and it's like, whoa, 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 that's y- not it. Yo, pattern recognition goes so far as like it coincides with like racism and stuff mm. as well. Yeah. I think we may even have touched on that last month, yep. uh, talking about pattern recognition mm-hmm. and how that can coincide with racist behavior. But again, we in, in order for any of us to take the slightest modicum of control and utility over our own lives. We have to make these acknowledgements that there are these what amount to biological imperatives that exist in our brains that we have to not, not necessarily shut off, but we have to take ownership of tame, throw a leash on that motherfucker and walk it down the street. But, but it doesn't run you, you know, exactly, exactly. And so thinking on something like that, one of the, <clears throat> the next things as I talk about like what happens when you when you don't move forward is that you do get depressed. And I'd say for me, one of the most depressing moments in, in my life, and I can sit there and, and think about it, it was like when I think it was when I used to work at Western, right? And I knew that it I didn't get one position that I really wanted within the company, right? And I knew that I had the potential to do that. I knew that I had the ability to do that and to do something even bigger for another company, but like I just didn't go. I just sat there. And so just thinking of like moments where it's like you don't take action, but you know that you have the potential. You know, yeah. you know you have all the ability to do it, yet you still do nothing. And that shit drove me up the wall. And it took so much time for me to finally realize my potential and sort of realize what is this going to kill me if I take this choice or if i take this decision if i apply for this job or do anything like that looking at it now i'm just like why did i do this shit earlier you know what i'm saying i've like doubled my salary i've done all this other shit but it's like why didn't i do that and i think that there's a lot of people who are sitting in a lot of positions where it's like they know they have the capacity they know they have the ability and it doesn't have to do anything with like jobs right it could be even like that person that you might have a, a thing for you know that you could be the right person or all this other shit, but you just don't do it. And that shit will drive you up the wall. Well, you said, and I think it was just you and I talking, but you were talking about, you didn't want us to rest on our laurels. Yeah. With regard to things. And, and and I think that a lot of times people look back at, um, previous, I'll say potentialities. Mm. And it's, you know, we talked about, several several episodes ago the concept of burying your dead oh yeah okay you you've uh napoleon dynamite uncle fucking rico out yeah. there oh, throwing yeah. the I fo- used to be the best in state there yeah. you go but apply that to fucking any number of things yeah bury your dead dude that at the same time as you're talking about you know pull the trigger why not make the attempt and go yeah if if that ends up being a we won't. We won't even say dead end, an impasse. Mm-hmm. If that direction ends up being some sort of impasse that leads to something else, you don't sit back and be like, "Oh, you know what? I could have made it in medical school." It, yeah. That is wasted fucking energy. It's it it's and it's it's cheese dickery too because really nobody gives a fuck. Like are you talking about like, you know, I could have been all state, but I blew out my knee, bruh. You're you're better than that. As a yeah. human being, your fundamental worth should be more than I could have done this. Exactly, exactly. And also, too, um, one of the things that I think get people is that they may have all the potential, they may have all the abilities, but they may not feel like they're good enough, no matter what. Oh yeah, and, and actually, some of the most exceptional human beings never they feel never like feel like good they're good enough. enough. And and it's. That's something that I that I struggle with here and there. Like there's I struggle with these these two sayings. It's like why me or why not me? Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Like if I'm thinking of a big decision to make, it's like why do I deserve something like this? And then the other depending on how I'm feeling, you know, <laughs> how I woke up in the morning, I'd be like, Why the fuck not? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I should be in this in this position or in this situation or whatever you want to call it. I think that that's something that gets a lot of people, at least it does for me, is, you know, I go back and forth. Well, and something that helps me just, I I guess, be at peace, so to speak, is 
being wide open in a lot of ways. And it's usually in terms of my professional life mm. with my team at work. I am wide open. I am available to them. I'm not the kind of person that comes into work and talks about my problems, mm-hmm. so to speak. But they know that fundamentally, like I care very much about them and I've got their backs 100%. Yeah. And it, it's a difficult thing to even give somebody the power because that, that is entrusting. You're, you're putting a piece of yourself in them. And there's a video, and I'm sure I've talked about it before. It's a, a rabbi, and he's speaking about the concept of fish love. Yeah, fish love. I remember you and I talked you, about that. It, that's real love. The closest thing that we can conceptualize to real love is when you place a piece of yourself in another human being mm. because you love yourself. Yes. At the end, because we're all selfish fucking entities. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with there's that. There's nothing wrong with that. And yeah. you have to acknowledge that. And then you also have to acknowledge that the only step towards the closest thing to genuine love is putting a piece of yourself into another human being. So that helps me an enormous amount mm-hmm. because of the nature of my work that I can pour that not only into my team, the women that are in my direct proximity, mm-hmm. but also in clients as well. Sure. Uh, sink or swim, whatever, because there's never any finality. There's never, um, you live for the tiny victories. You live for the little, the, the short periods where somebody has a shot at, you know, success. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't, you don't fight to win you don't. Mm-hmm. You just fight. Yeah. And no, that's that's perfect. You don't you don't fight to win. You just you, fight. You don't that's but, what we're bred to do. That's what yeah. we're supposed to do. It's just fight. Yeah, because you don't you don't win. You but you but if you keep fighting, you don't lose either. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that if you sit in neutral, you're losing the yeah. entire time. And and I and, and when I say you don't win, like obviously I'm not writing off the concept yeah. of of Having a win, having a victory, so to speak. Because but they're good to have. They are. They're yeah. excellent. Um, and we assign value to those victories. Mm-hmm. But but really what I'm saying is the overall encompassing driving force behind what we are doing as human beings should not be centered around victory, conquest, yeah. anything like that. It, it It is perseverance. Yes, yes. I wanted to talk about like the third point in this little article here. Again, we're talking about what happens when you stay in neutral, what happens when you fail to launch or when you fail to act, where you're waiting on that certain shade of green. One of the things that it says is that you keep getting smaller. Obviously, it's not like physically or anything like that, but uh, that's what happened to me, though. Huh? <laughs> it's like you just, you just quit and you're just like, <laughs> yeah, man. I was like, games, fuck. <laughs> but it says that, uh, your reality begins to shrink. You go out less. You're you're way more tired and distracted. You achieve less. Your comfort zone shrinks too, and you become weaker day after day. Uh, it says just absorbing content is not enough if you don't take action. It's only escape and a distraction. Uh, but it but it's the most detrimental one because it points out your flaws. That's literally what the shit we were just saying. It points out your flaws. I'm gonna have to go lift weights it. after we get done. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like man, I gotta accomplish something. And, and, and it tells you that you're not doing anything about them. It's it's a constant exposure to pain. But again, just going back on that, like, yeah, when I when I was in that zone where I didn't feel good enough, my 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 world did get smaller. I felt really, really tiny. Like I didn't want to go hang out. I didn't want to do I just would sit there and I would play a video game or something like that. And I would just get lost in it and it's like, fuck man, I should be doing something more. Mm-hmm. Man, that's that's at our age, you know, we're you know, I'm 32, you're 33, 34, 34, same thing. Yeah, literally don't, anything don't between like 30 and 30, 35, 36, it's all the same. And also, I'm from the Shire, so I look amazing. <laughs> yeah, fuck off. <laughs> anyway, but when when shit like that happens, dude, you get in funks like that. It's I I I've been around people that are hard to be around. When they're going through that, I can't imagine what it's like for them being in their own heads. You know what's funny, and and I notice I don't mean to divert us too much, no, but you're like fine. The, the the terms that you use, like being in a funk, like in my family, like if my brother, for example, was to describe being in a funk, he'd be like, 
I'm just in a a bad fucking mood. Like yeah. that's exactly what. And you're like, yeah, you know, you've been in a funk before. And yeah. I, I'm just used to hearing the most crass, ridiculous, oh, yeah, yeah. over the top bullshit to describe anything. Mm-hmm. Or and if I happen to be in a funk, they're like, the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, yeah. What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> no, t- totally get it. And and you know, as I sit there and think about that, like my world getting smaller, and I feel like less. I, I sort of feel like I'm, I'm I might be in a little bit of one just professionally, you know what I'm saying? It's just it's a, it's a good and bad problem. There's just there's so much going on. Maybe I'm just slightly overwhelmed and need to take a vacation or something like that. I feel like I'm sort of taking on too much and and one of my natural inclinations is just to look for something else to do, right? And it's like maybe what I should be doing is like Instead of waiting on some have you got the perfect job where shit like that doesn't happen, maybe I, I I have to go forward and I have to go and talk to my superiors or whatever and just say like, hey, this is what's going on. Help guide me through this. You see what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. And, and I think it is, and I didn't honestly realize the utility of it until I was in the position that I'm currently in, mm-hmm. and um, our former transition team uh supervisor was just the way that she carried herself the way she executed things and again she's not i'm not putting this human being on a pedestal Mm -hmm. but that person was very candid with me about my performance and my potential and my trajectory and and she had every right to she she had done everything that she could to do right by the program, and then her professional career as well. So this woman, there's an enormous amount of merit to what this human being is saying to me. So it is invaluable to have people that have that type of clarity and perspective in your life that are willing to give you that kind of fucking feedback. Mm -hmm. So if you have that opportunity, make sure that you seize on to that shit. Yeah, yeah. And, and and also like recognize when those you know opportunities are there. Um, th- one of the things that we had said in a previous episode, it was that quote. It was like when you're when you're ready to learn life's lessons, life's teachers will appear. When you're ready to experience them, life's le- or life's teachers will disappear. And essentially, you've got to learn a lot of that shit on your own. I think, and and this is for some reason this was still in my head when I was talking about how we sort of consume too much content and I sort of made the connection with, you know, the, the mentors and people that you have, I would say even for you that you can only take in so much of the lessons and stuff that they teach you. Oh yeah. And you can only follow so much before you have to be like, okay, I have to like, I have to do this on my own. Well, and, and you know, we've talked about before being in people's shadows and stuff. Oh God. Yeah. You can't, you can't fall into the, the trap of comparing yourself to them. Yes. You will always be disappointed. Yeah. Cause you're not going to be them. You can, you can be doper or as dope as them in a different fucking way, but, but it's a moving target too. the, Mm -hmm. the social landscape that you're navigating going forward is different than the, the path that they walk to get where they're at. And you know, wh- I don't know why. Well, it's it's related, but this makes me think of like all the comparisons that people keep feeding LeBron James about him being like Michael Jordan. Oh, like, yeah. And he's, he's such a different creature. He's, he's completely different person. Yes. And, I, and people keep wanting to box him in the same thing as Jordan, where it's like they're fundamentally two very different people. They were gener- the only thing that b- binds the two together is that they were two generational jumps in in terms of like how basketball players or athletes are. Jordan was a th- there weren't people his size, his speed, his all that stuff. Like he was such a big change from what normal what a normal basketball player was back in the day. You were just a right. tall motherfucker and it's like, "Oh, you want to come play in the league." But when LeBron came in, everyone had a body. Everyone had the the body, the physicality, all the same things as Michael Jordan. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there's Jordan bodies all over the place. But then you had somebody, like, Michael Jordan w- wasn't going to get picked up by the NFL. But no, Le- but, Le- but LeBron, LeBron James, James is a Pro Bowl tight end. Yes. Like, absolutely. So, and when people take that into perspective, percent. like, this dude is massive. Michael Jordan had a failed baseball, baseball player. Like, LeBron, everyone knows LeBron can play in the NFL and dominate. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, it's, it's really, really crazy to sit and... and to sit and hear people box other people in. And I think that's something that 
a lot of people do to us too. You know, it, God, it makes me think of if you, if you talk to your family a lot about choices that you're trying to make or something like that, they'll try to box you in. They'll try to fit you in some yeah, kind of a box. Will. And it's done out of love, but they you end up... They want to you. Yes, they want to protect you. And that's the easy way is to... By, the easy way to protect you is to stick you in a box that they're familiar with. Mm-hmm. And so you find yourself trying to, to live like they do or, or, or make the same decisions they would have made or something yeah. like that. And that's what can make you feel like you're not yourself. Well, some of the great- and that's what could make you not act because you you then start living your life because you don't want to be like these other people as opposed to saying, I want to live my life for me. Well, and honest to God, now that I think about it, it's as simple as some of the greatest mistakes that I've ever made in my life came from inaction mm-hmm. rather than something that I did yep. speci- specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that was Brandon that just texted both of us. It just says I'm back. Brandon's been on his bachelor party getting like white girl wasted. So oh, yeah. totally fine, totally fine. I needed a weekend to sort of chill out. Side note, I know we're sort of diverting oh, from the whole thing. I but... did. Uh, yeah, I did too. <laughs> I did a bunch of rage deadlifts. <laughs> no, and... I, I sat in my couch in the same position for a good seven hours. I just, and it rained also here in town yeah. and it rained like savage, savagely and rain like that makes me not want to do anything. So it was perfect because I got all the relaxation that I needed. Kalu's just longingly looking out the, the glass yeah. pane like. You know what I, I was like? I wish I could ride my mountain bike. I know. <laughs> I was going to ask you if you got a missile launcher mounted at that motherfucker. <laughs> no, no. Every yet. time I see some shit on Facebook, because yep. Kalu's got some new gadget, like, I got a shark launcher for it. For so. a mountain bike. It's yeah. needed. No, but uh, I, I continuously uh, keep trying to do more so I can make it better. It is my, it's a, it's a new hobby. So that's, that's literally what I did is I looked up bike shit. But anyway, going back to what we were, we were talking about. Yes, we do fall in those positions where where you risk that chance of living like other people as opposed to living for yourself, and uh, that's that's fucking scary, man. Because I've seen a lot of people, especially people older than me, who have these midlife crises, man. You know, they're like forty, fifty years old, and they're just like, I I never want to do this. I don't want to do this anymore. I want to be an artist, or I want to be. Something different. It's like, yeah. dude, I, I'm, I'm scared of that shit, man. I'm totally scared of it. But I also kind of welcome it at the, at the same time because I hope that I'm not going to be the same person. I feel like that's such a like wasted potential. If you just, if you sort of top out, if you will, I'm doing my air quotes, top out at 35 or something like that, and you're like, oh, this is all I'm ever going to be. That's a fucking depressing life, man. It truly is like I. I would love if something popped up and it's There's like, oh, I want to do something different. You know, like seventeen. There's oh like, god, a lot yeah. Of cast of I try not to hang out with them because I, I went to high school with a lot of and them. And they'll 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 suck you dry, man. Yeah. Those are the kind of people that'll just cling on to you. And, yeah. Hey, man, what what are you doing? Can I borrow twenty dollars? Yep. Yep. And that's truly that's why I don't. I'm not gonna go. I don't think I'll ever go to my high school reunions <laughs> is because I, I'm scared to see people like that that are still. Stuck in that kind of shit. God damn. But I tell you what, man, like even, you know, doing the job that I do and making the amount of money that I do, which I think everybody, generally speaking, admits that social workers don't get paid enough money across the board. Mm -hmm. I mean, we just don't get paid enough money, but I'm not, I don't. I can't fathom waking up someday and regretting helping people all this time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can. You can help people for a lot more money, Chris. I, and I, <laughs> I and I plan to. I plan yeah. to. That's and no, but no matter what I do, I think I think having a hand in civil service is yeah. part of who I who I am as a person. That, that's a commitment that you've made. Yeah, and I think that that is one thing that can help get people out of neutral is if they make a true commitment to something. I oh, think yeah. that that's something that a lot of us are lacking is like, hey, you just all you have to do is commit to like not even committing to a to a certain thing. It's like committing to a why. Like, you, yes. you see what I'm saying? And that's the important part. That is yeah. the that is the absolute indispensable aspect of it, because commitment without the why is mm. a dangerous Super fucking dangerous. thing. That's how you Super control dangerous. people and get them to do horrendous things. Yeah. It's true. It's true. And I think the big thing for me, and that I, I I know it's not even I think I know that that's what keeps me hungry, is my why is that I want to be I am a malleable person, 
I can fit in with all sorts of different groups while still maintaining hold of myself. And because I'm also very, very hungry about learning other new parts about me or discovering new, new skills, new parts of my personality. And, and when I'm stuck in one position or if I'm stuck in one role the entire time, one that doesn't allow me to sort of thrive and grow and all that kind of stuff, that's what gets me a little bit fearful. You know what I'm saying? And so what keeps me out of, because I see so many people that are still in neutral and they're, and they talk about all this potential that they have and they just don't act on it, man. That's it's, it's crazy. It's like you lack a why I look, you know what? A, A terrifying demise to me is, and don't get me wrong. I like, playing golf like actual golf is fun Mm -hmm. it's a fun game but the dudes our age that have just consigned themselves to drinking mick ultra and riding around in a golf cart yeah it's like that sounds like a nightmarish hellscape for me Mm -hmm. absolutely fucking hellish to me yeah let me let me read this that i just picked up uh, right here it's talking about just a couple six reasons why uh why people don't take action so the first one it says People want to gain pleasure and avoid pain. 100% true. 100% true. No one likes to fail. No one likes to be wrong about a choice that they made. But that's also why one of the things that I that I, I like to preach on this podcast is to fail quickly. Fail as fast as possible. Fail hard, but fail fast so you can learn and so you can move forward. Because the, our number one most precious commodity is time. Yeah. And that's holy it. shit, that's I mean, all that's, we got. That's, that's all we have. So that that's part of why we have the Salumis podcast. Is it, it's why I reached out and called Time you. Time is converted yeah, into man. all other forms Absolutely. of capital or currency, whatever you want to call it. Absolutely. Time is it. Yeah. And if you just sit there and wonder the rest of your life, like, what if, man, you listen to a shitload of podcasts and you just sit there and wonder, I wish I could make my own. I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that. It's like, fuck, man, just do it. Just, just fucking do it. do it. Yeah, and it's going to sound like shit, just like ours. Ours is fucking terrible, yeah. the first couple episodes. Yeah, and, you know? and sometimes we still Not fuck even up. first couple episodes. I mean, like... I still sound stupid sometimes. Yeah, yeah, but it's like, holy shit, like, just l- listening to what we have now versus, you know, a year ago, oh my God, yeah. it's completely different, but that's growth, But man. it, But it, in it's... It's organic growth. Yes, it's too. organic growth. Yes. Because when you try to force things, mm-hmm. you run into issues as well. And it's, be- and it's it. because I think we found our why halfway in. Yeah, we did. We were just kind of like going here, there, all this other stuff and figure out what we were about. But then when it clicked, everything just started happening. You know, yeah. and it was really, really awesome. So number two reason uh, that people, uh, you know, make our... our What's the fucking word? Why am I stuttering? Uh, in action is uh, people will do more to avoid pain than to gain pleasure. <laughs> Listen. Yeah, that, that's is, absolutely true. There's a cost. We've talked about the cost of entry. The cost of entry. What are you willing to give up to get what you want? Well, Guess it, what? It's it's always going to be more than, than the prize and, itself. And that's <laughs> the beautiful thing that the gym fucking teaches you. Done yes. right, the gym teaches you to endure pain and... To receive the the euphoria that's associated with completing that Mm -hmm. task. Mm -hmm. And then the development that occurs as a result of it as well. You know, it's something that, uh, it reminds me of something that you said. I think you were talking to Tyler and and he was wanting you to come and go lift at uh, Powerhouse. Now everyone in this town knows that power. That's that's a completely different level of lifting. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, they do. I'm strong as shit, but like, I, I now tell people the same thing that you tell them. It's like... You only go to powerhouse if you want to get humbled. That's yeah. that's the only reason why. Yeah, or if you're uh, if you're gonna really like dedicate your fucking yeah. life to to doing your shit. Yes. Now, don't get me wrong. Powerhouse has plenty of dope stuff now, and they've they've expanded their uh, their equipment. They've yeah. got they've got plenty of stuff for bodybuilders. Oh yeah, Olympic yeah. lifters, power lifters, but they've got so much in the way of implements for like strongman. Oh yeah, and stuff. And that's why I say like, man, I, you only go to places like that if you want to get humble. Oh yeah. Like you have to, you have to find it within yourself to be like, look, I'm and, not the shit. And I and I don't go there very often because it it, it is, sucks getting humble, bro. It, it, it does because I'm always <laughs> crippled. Like I when I go there, I'm I know I can't not work my ass yeah. off, but I can go to my gym and work yeah. and be king, king dingling, man. Just yes. and it's cheese dickery to say, but at your average like corner gym, you can be in the top like five percent of the people oh, in the yeah. gym. 
pretty easily. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, I, I do want to be. I think that's uh, that's also why I I try to always seek challenges. My wife jokes with me. It's like you. When I was like, man, I want to be humble. She was like, shut up. You want to be the best at everything. She's about like she's she's partially right, you know. But like truthfully, it's it's my desire to sort of be <laughs> the best, the top dog motherfucker out there is is almost as equal as my desire to be humbled because I don't like being I don't like topping out, man. I just don't. Yeah, you know what I'm I saying. Don't I don't like being, and I like getting kind of knocked around. I like getting knocked. Yeah, I do like getting knocked around, man. And it's it's a good feeling. You man. like a little slap and tickle? Oh, yeah. little... <laughs> just slap me in the face, spit in my mouth. Call me a slut. Just I want to be crying afterwards. Just fetal position in the shower. Just like <laughs> no, that's fucked up. But you know what I'm saying? Like I, I just I do. Uh, yeah, I, I want that kind of feeling, man, because I think that it makes you get better. It's like the quote says, "Iron sharpens iron." Yeah. And so that that's a big thing for me. But the number three is. Uh, perception of the pain or pleasure is stronger than the reality. That is a big thing right there. Man. Oh yeah, that <laughs> that goes coincides with the romanticism yes, of everything. Exactly. Um, it says uh, perception of pain and pleasure is modulated by time. Goes again to the fact that we say that time is the most precious commodity, and we feel like we have all the time in the world. Or and then something when we need to realize clock, like you never know. And what's if you listen happen. to this shit right now, the clock is ticking. Like yeah. you got less and less. Yes. Every less. second that I you listen remember, to the bullshit coming out of our mouths. Yeah, I can't remember what the number of hours. It was two hundred and seventy six thousand hours. Two hundred. I think it's like two hundred. Bust into rent. Like no, you, no, bitch. It was when I was saying like <laughs> the average human life. When you oh, break yeah. it down to hours, yeah. man, it's not that long. It's not that long. Isn't Yet it, we decide to that, waste. Don't they so sing much. that on rent? Like, doesn't it? I've never seen rent. Is that about AIDS? It, it it I think it is HIV and AIDS. Yeah. I don't want to catch it. That's why I didn't that's why I didn't you, watch. That's, that's not how you get it. That's not how you get it. It is, man. <laughs> it's about watching rent and fucking monkeys, man. That's what they say. That's how you get it. You can talk about all that smart shit you want, boy, but let me tell you something. That's how you get AIDS, and I, I am not trying to do it, so I don't like Magic Johnson neither. <laughs> oh, God, I hate the South sometimes, what? man. <laughs> shit that comes out of people's mouths. I've never in my motherfucking life. Sorry, man. Sorry. <laughs> all right, so um, here's another thing. It says... Emotion trumps logic, and emotional pain is stronger than physical pain. One hundred percent true. Oh, like yeah. I'd rather get my ass beat than like be told I'm not, you know, I'm not worth anything. You know. What oh, I'm and then think about missing. And again, to go back to the cheese dick weightlifting analogies, think about missing a PR. Oh yeah. How hard do, that breaks a man's heart. It does. Like you're just like, oh mm-hmm. my god! Especially when you was hyped, yep. and you was convinced you yeah. was gonna hit the lift and everything. Yeah. Or even just as a dude being told like, no, just getting rejected. I don't even. Yeah. yeah, Chris is like, I don't forty-eight, 48 no, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Undefeated motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I always close. No, no, I'm just. I don't really sweat it. Kind no, of shit. I, no. Truthfully, I like, and I think it takes me a second. It hurts my pride a little bit. I'll be, I'll, I'd be foolish to say that. It didn't, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even if it is like missing a lift or something like that, I'll try to find some way to, to, to like find a win in there. Like if I, if I miss a PR, I'm just like, I'm making sure that the only people who missed are people who couldn't get that anyway. Yeah, you're like, you know fuck you, bitch. I lift more than I you. I lift dude. more than you anyway, man. And you slap them. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's really how the gym works in general. <laughs> no, and so. And going to the next thing or the final thing is that it says survival always beats desire. That's that is super, super, super scary. And because you and I have have sort of we understand survival that survival always beats desire. Desire. But like I've always said I don't like, think it does always. It, it doesn't. That's the and that's why people don't take action. It's because they're they're all they are is set on like mental survival. Like I don't want to feel like this thing where, like, when you have desire for something, you'll do whatever it takes to sort of get there. Well, yeah, and, and I'm even thinking about, like, something like addiction. Oh, yeah. Okay. Desire and survival are way out of whack there. Yeah. You know? You're... Yeah, maybe that's something that we need to recognize is that you need to 
and, and addiction what is things a, you desire and what things you you know what I'm saying right and addiction is a very broad term and we, yeah. we don't necessarily need to assign the value to some sort of illicit substance or some shit oh, like yeah, that sure. um, solitude is addictive as fuck mm-hmm. I mean like you're going down the list talking about you, you become more withdrawn yep um, that shit is addictive man yeah it, it truly it, is it, it's, it's peaceful mm-hmm. low stress uh Sugar, goddamn sugar's addictive as fuck. Heroin, Absolutely. whatever, whatever you pick your poison. Yeah, being Which, right is addictive. Hey, <laughs> yeah, Winning hey, all the time is addictive. Yeah, and and there is there are implications for all of this. It's yeah. not like that stuff occurs in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. Hey, one second, our mics are fucking up. Okay, I think that sounds a lot better. Do oh I God, s- yeah, do, it sounds a thousand times. Do better. I sound better? Yeah, yeah. It was like it was just. I know weird. I sound like trash in general, but yeah, you do. I sound better than yeah. I did. Yeah, no, you you shouldn't, you shouldn't sound like your intelligence does not match your accent. That's that's such a it's a, a backhanded. That's yeah, yeah that's such an underhanded yeah compliment type thing. I appreciate it, but I love you to death. I, yeah, and likewise, that's a southern sandwich. You know what I'm saying? You've heard the southern sandwich. He's like, yeah. oh, I love Tina. She's a big old cunt, but I, bless her heart, <laughs> bless her heart. You know, it's like this the the nice compliment, I, insult, and then the I am thing. Tina in this. <laughs> yeah, he's Tina. <laughs> you big old cunt. <laughs> we shouldn't say that on the air, but no, like it's context. It, so let's let's be real. Well, fuck it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, we've we've gone in good length. I think I think it's been a solid episode. But I just I don't know, man. I want to be able to. Obviously, we're not going to be able to solve why we don't move forward on the choices that we want to make and stuff like that. But I the big thing that I I want to get to people is you have to find something that transcends. You have to find a why or a reason that's bigger than your reason to stay there, to stay in neutral. There's you have to find whatever it is. That is bigger than being in neutral. I mean, that's what it comes down to, dude. Like, <laughs> I think that some people live lives that are so comfortable that they can just, they can sit there and think in their head, well, shit's going to get taken care of. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I don't do anything, then I'm still going to be able to have my meals. I'm still going to be able to do awful. this. I'm still going to be able to get this way. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that's, I don't know. That it's just... dangerous, dude, but a lot of people kind of feel that. They, I think that they live that way. Ugh. They'll they'll not make choices, and then when shit goes away, when they when they're forced to to make a choice on something, they're gonna go back and sit there and be like, "Why didn't I do this a lot earlier? Grow Why a, didn't I grow make a this? garden? Huh? Grow. Hey, do something. I don't teach you. Do something, yeah. motherfucker. So, do you have any other last messages or last you know parting words or anything like that we can li- we can leave with people? Um, um I just want to say. Uh, Apologize again, Brandon, that we couldn't make it to your bachelor party. We'll do something else with him. I told him I'd make it up to him, but I'm a known liar. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I think that's about all I got. Uh, You got some shameless shout-outs? I have one more thing to say. What do you got to say? Fuck other people's opinions. Oh, yeah. Fuck other people's opinions. Yeah, again, and and that that is kind of mitigated by the fact that you do have to uh, uh objective feedback is a good thing it's a big don't don't surround yourself with people who are going to agree with you and gas you up all the time oh yeah those motherfuckers suck. those guys make me sick well those are parasites most yeah. most of them they're, yeah they're, they're parasites they're, they, they really want, are they want to feed off of your fucking energy yeah if you're and doing so, dope shit, yeah, you it, you will attract in invariably you will attract the wrong kind of people. Yep. Or and, if, you, if you're they, in the position to do dope shit, not even if you're if you're already doing it, but if you're in the position to do dope shit, there's gonna be these people that and, are gonna be like, stay here with us, stay down low, yeah. man. Don't jump into that and, other tier. And and honestly, I I don't believe it, it's not even something that they're conscious of either. Yep. They just do it naturally. So mm-hmm. I mean, even if you have the propensity to want to do that kind of thing, you might want to. Check yourself. I don't know. Before you wreck yourself. Yeah, because Kalu ain't playing. I'm not. Not at all. Don't, don't try to jack his swagger whatsoever. <laughs> don't jack my swagger. All right. Uh, I'd like to send a, a shout out to, uh, not really a shout out, but uh, you're fucking lucky, to the uh, Minute Mart on Scottsville Road. Listen, listen. I was out there buying gas, I think, on Monday. And they had some ice out there on the, all, like, all over, literally all over the place where you park your car and pump your gas. 
I slipped and fell. My knee's been fucked up. You shut the fuck up. I know I'm a big guy. But like, I fell down, dude, and I fell hard. And my knee's been fucked up ever since. And I it's was just... extra tragic when a giant falls. Fucking Nephilim ass. But I was sitting in there. I was like, I, I, man, I had the thought. I was like, I need to sue these motherfuckers. <laughs> I know you did. You know, like White Kalu came out, and I was just like, listen. <laughs> hey, buddy. I saw no sign here. About to sue you. You know, but like I was, was dude, I was, yeah, dude, I was so, so, so mad. And I've been hurting since then, dude. Your meniscus? I don't know what it, it feels worse than that for real. I mean, cause I've already had both knees operated on for that shit, but like, damn, yeah, it's, it's something doesn't feel right with my leg, but I'm, I'm trying to like rehab it. Being short is dope. I know you guys just (laughs) never get hurt, but, uh, I don't uh, have fart and fall. But I did like, and I'm beefy too. So I just like did the splits, bro. It was terrible. But like, you've been car, known to do the Chinese splits well, just on the regular. I bring the boys to the wall. They're like, damn, that bitch Kalu got a fat ass when he does them splits, though. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, fuck you guys for not cleaning up your uh, your whatever it's called, your lot where you buy gas, bitches. Um, same. Uh, any, He's so bitter about. Yeah, this. dude. I'm seriously because I have to pay for the fucking medical bills on this. But. Uh, any other shout outs? Uh, I'd like to give some to obviously the, the, all the right people out there. You know, Bartley, I want to give one to um, um, Ryan Hines at uh, CEO underscore Oxology Labs, Josh Biggs at Fuel Nutrition. Everyone is, it's it's so awesome seeing everyone do well and see everyone growing. Ryan's fat at calf. They're almost done with their new location. Oh, if you it, want to get the best meats in probably a 150 mile radius. Yeah, it's good, man. It's, yeah, and it's, and they're nice. Good. They they care. It's family, um, man. That's and, what's and up. Also, I saw Bartley at Kroger the other day and I was with my mom and my mom met him and uh after he walked off, I was like I was like, "Yeah, Bartley's real cool." And she said, "He seemed very nice. He looked me in the eye when he shook my hand." <laughs> That's awesome. So if he hears that, I don't know. You might get a kick out of that bullshit. <laughs> now, um, I want to give another shout to uh, India Oven Man. Have you have you eaten there oh, before? Well, of course, I have. It's oh, fantastic. Dude, two, they bring two it. weekends in a row. I've gone and had Indian food. Me and Elizabeth Salute. have just crushed. They the bring shit. it every time. They oh always God. bring it. And I I've been the on the lamb goat. tikka yeah. masala, dude. I I jump had off. the uh, it was the goat. Oh, you got to... I I fucks with the goat, too. Bones and everything, man. So goat meat is so, so good. And I don't normally like goat meat because in Nigerian food, we do eat it sometimes. But like a lot of times, I don't like how it's cooked. This shit was cooked to perfection. They do it well. Yeah. And uh, so I've been on a really big Indian kick as of late. You've been quit so, talking about Indian food, we're, dude. It's it's so good up over there. But I don't know. You doing I don't know splits? how Indian people aren't like seven hundred pounds because all their shit is carbs, man. That, I don't know how they do it. Maybe well, it's just self control, but fuck all that, man. I, Here I, in America, I, I, that, we finish the whole well, bottle. There, <laughs> yeah, but uh, there are physiological differences between <laughs> individuals. So yeah, yep. yep, there we go. I'm I'm a little bo tiny sort. You big old nephilim, so. <laughs> Big old darky nephilim. They are. It's just it's God. But uh, yeah, man, I've I've been uh, repping those guys. I fucking love their food and love their service. Very very kind people out there. And so uh, yeah, Indian food, hell yes. So I'm trying to find some. There's another place that opened up here in town called Bombay Bistro. Have you I been want there yet? I want a shirt. A Saluma shirt that says Indian food, hell yes on it. <laughs> okay. And it's just, it's your quote. That's yeah, all it's I like Indian food, hell yes. That's all I want. All right, I'm down with it. I'll make one. Okay. Um, yes, guys, please go to our site and buy some of our merch. So, really excited about the stuff we've got going on. Uh, I'm still need, I'm working on the shirt that, the shirt idea that you had, uh, that you had over text. I was doing that actually some yesterday and then some today, but like, I'm just never happy with a certain design and stuff like that. So I'll have something out there for us. Uh, our overcome hats, please jump on there and get those, rip those out. We have ones for guys, ones for girls. Either one is for either one. So don't get all shit. We got fezes. Yeah. What? Nothing. Fez? Like, yeah. Candy? No, Pez. That's that's Pez. Pez. A Fez is like Morocco mole had like that. That red hat with the tassel on it. The Shriners wear them. Oh, my God. When they ride around no. in them little go-karts. Yeah. No, we don't have those. Well, I know. That's yeah. unfortunate. Yeah. We're missing out on a whole lot of motherfucking money. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. All right, guys. I think that I'm good. Uh, thank you all for your attention. I think next week I do want us to continue 
uh, part two of Love Rhymes with Hideous Car Wreck. So we'd like to find uh, two ladies that will be able to jump on and, and ha- hopefully make us laugh really hard because we, I like, listen, we, we aired the episode. I don't on, like jokes. <laughs> we, we aired that episode on last Sunday or last Monday. We recorded it Sunday. I stopped laughing. 30 minutes ago. Yeah. That shit was hilarious. Yeah. Mike, it was it was a lot again, of fun. Mike's monologue was one Yeah, of had me in tears, fun. man. Had me totally in tears. So uh we would love to be able to laugh and still be very open. And so I'd love for uh, to have the female perspective, one that is, you know, still comedic but still serious and still, you know, we can and it's open and honest and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I think that this is something that we can we can go in toward in different directions, many different directions. But I still want to be able to talk about it. So next episode, I'm really hoping that we can do that. But uh, this one, I, I just this this very topic was just on my head, and so I wanted to be able to bring it out. So thank you all for your attention and your time. As always, hit us up on Instagram. That's at the Salumas Podcast. Hit us up on Facebook. Um, everywhere. I think we're also go to our website www.thesalumas.com. You can see our st- our merch on there. You can read our blog. I've got to be better about updating that stuff and writing more entries. We do have some on the way. So, uh, yeah. And I think if you're good, I'm good, buddy. Hey, uh, this motherfucker thought a fez was candy. We out! <laughs>